1: It's the Anfield Rap On Radio City Talk Neil Atkinson Paul Sr. and Philippa Smallwood With you until half past seven uh, This evening uh, Let's uh, let's be very very clear Coming up after seven o'clock After the news We've got Sean Rogers Talking about Liverpool versus Arsenal We're going to be talking about Liverpool versus Arsenal as well And we're also going to have a chat About the Wenger question After we chatted away About Ranieri last week we Maybe we'll talk about Wenger this week And see where we end up It's uh, But before we go any further We're going to have a conversation around The fact that talk Has started Summer talk has started and it was it seems to have clattered both talk of last summer and talk of this summer uh, appears to have really started to motor for Liverpool this week
0: yeah <laughs> Um I, I'm quite hopeful really about about this summer and I'm hoping that we learn from last summer and also the issue that we had in January and we don't like leave gaps open so that next January we have the same questions again Um it's really difficult because I I really want Liverpool not to make wholesale changes this summer but then our form over the past couple of months has kind of made me question whether or not if that's feasible or not. Um what do you do? What what are the Questions that need answering, and I think that's all. A bit got a bit muddled in the last couple of months. Um, I think I was quite clear before then as to exactly what I felt Liverpool needed, and I no longer seem to have any idea.
1: On, on that Paul, <laughs> it's it, 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 what what struck me as as interesting is the information coming out coming out specifically about Dembele last summer. But Liverpool, the lad who's at Dortmund, that the Dembélé Dortmund, uh, that the Dortmund Dembélé. Sorry, the lad who, who Liverpool. It seems as though the information that's come out is Liverpool were in for him last summer, and they went all out for him. Uh, you know, the talk is that they offered a bigger fee, more wages, all of that sort of stuff. They went heavy for Dembélé, and then he ended up going to Dortmund. Is mm. my point here where this ends up that you know Liverpool appear to? To be competing not, not with Spurs As we used to say We're in for the same players As Spurs But now it looks like It's Dortmund It's Atletico Maybe even Juventus That, that yeah. now appears to be Where Liverpool are Which is a good thing But you've got to acknowledge That simultaneously Players might might choose to go there
2: Yeah and uh, I mean uh, I, I remember Going back to when We needed uh, a A striker And you were always going But who But who And the, the summer we got Ben And there's, you always go oh there's plenty of fish in the sea but there there isn't really um, not it's very hard especially with the eleven we've got don't get me wrong I think we can improve the eighteen but I suppose Liverpool want lads who are currently in the eleven to make make an eighteen and have definite starters so to improve on what's in the eleven is, is difficult and there's not that many uh, not that many options that will represent guaranteed value for money. Um,
1: so it becomes about young players with, potential, with huge potential Paul, that's what, that, yes. that, that, all the links to me, all the Liverpool links appear to be young lads with huge potential and that's the theory that that's what they're going after, but... It's the biggest gamble in football really, isn't it? On the one hand it's the biggest gamble in football but also on the other hand, it's also what those other clubs I've just named do all yeah. the time.
2: I mean I've seen Dortmund have already done some some business for the summer I, I don't know exactly who it was but I've seen Real Madrid and Dortmund were winning for a, for a young lad with tonnes of potential Dortmund and Dortmund ended up winning that and Dortmund are now getting that reputation where they're like the almost like what Arsenal got years ago, where they were in for Walcott and Chamberlain, the the place where you go and you get a chance and you can become a world star at Dortmund because they're pretty much guaranteed Champions League football if they if they shape you know if they're in a decent nick, so they get to go and play in Europe every year because there's not really loads of teams vying for that. You might not ever win a, in a win a championship there but you can probably I mean if you look at what Obama Young he went from San Etienne to Dortmund he's now a world star and, and probably hasn't got a league winners medal unless I'm, unless I'm wrong he may have he may have from to from drop one
1: at the back end yeah,
2: yeah. so um, <clears throat> you know Bayern Munich is such a a steam a steam roller there that it's going to be difficult to win that but you can, you can go to a semi-final of the Champions League mo- most years so the desire to go and play there comes from that. Liverpool, Liverpool, have got a, and this is the important thing about now in the end of the season, where people are sort of feeling down because of re- recent results. You've got to, you've got to show that you're competitive and that you are going to be fighting on all fronts. Don't get me wrong, the season, the season's over. Apart from maybe trying to qualify for, for Champions League football. But I think it's important that, um, that we actually go. That the product here, the Klopp thing, is still in motion. We're we're still a this. Positive momentum coming into the summer, so whoever the targets are or maybe, that you know, they go, Well, there's a good there's a feel-good factor around Liverpool. Yeah.
0: I'd quite like us to um potentially announce signings before the end of the season. Yeah. So that at least you've got a bit of positivity, like you say, going towards the end of the season. Hopefully we finish the season well potentially qualify for the Champions League. And you get that feel-good then going into the summer and everybody's going, oh, I can't wait to see them back in pre-season and see how they're getting on. Deals
2: do tend to get done these summers a bit early, the non-European Championship World Cup summers.
0: So hopefully, uh, you know, come... Towards the end of April, early May, we hopefully we'll hear something.
1: The manager, the manager on record last night, he said uh, on the Premier League show, he said that only the top four can be seen as success uh, at this stage. That anything else wouldn't be. That to be back in the Europa League wouldn't make him feel as though he's had a successful season. His team have had a successful s- season, uh, Philip and it, it makes you think that a lot of this is playing on his mind. That if he wants to get the players he wants, he, he would very much like to be able to say to them, you know, this is next season we're going to be. You know, you're going to be able to play European nights in Anfield we're backing ourselves look what we did in the Europa League a couple of seasons yeah. back now we're in now we're in the Champions League and, and and
0: this is what we feel as though we can do yeah um, I'm, I, I understand what Klopp's saying there but I also think that if if for instance we don't finish in the top four but we finish with 70 or more points I don't necessarily think that is a disaster I still think it's an improvement on where we were the issue is because we had such a magnificent start to the season, and you know we we were fighting for the for the title. Let's no, not get away from mm-hmm. that. Um, and that is where the disappointment lies. But <sighs> I, I can understand where he's coming from, and I, I personally think that if we don't get into the Champions League, we're really going to be struggling to to be able to attract the players that we want to attract, and to say, look, you don't need to go to Dortmund or Juventus in order to get into the you know, the top games that you want to be playing and you know, you can come to us and we can give you that and at the moment we just can't do that.
2: The just the danger is for us as well. If United have another summer like they had this, this summer, you know, there was people laughing at the businessman United did in the summer, but now that's been put to bed. Pogba looks like a, a top one of the top couple of midfielders in the country. It's Latan.
1: He's flat track bullying. I wouldn't say he looks like one of the top couple of midfielders yeah. in the country. for me he's flat track bullying. He's not he's not been great in any significant game, but he looks very, very good against the poorer sides and and you play more of them. Yeah, to be did. fair. And I
2: mean that's maybe where he's still he's still very young and will uh and will have a big impact next season in my opinion. Um I, I think Pogba will be one of the shining stars of the Premier mm-hmm. League next season. If if they can keep Zlat on around, which which I imagine they probably will do. Um and he continues in the same vein. They're, they're going to be a top side, United next season if they add again. You know they will be a title contender. So Liverpool, we've got to cheat again, really. Um, Mane was a bit like cheating. I don't think any Liverpool fan in the wildest dreams really would have expected this level from yeah. Mane um, yeah. from the from the outset. So if you maybe add someone who can have that sort of impact again this summer, then we might we might be all right. But there's there is a lot of work to do.
1: Uh, the other part of all this, the summer noise, it's suggests that it's the manager leading it, Philippa. You know, there's, it's hugely different to Benitez, and I think this is something which collectively the Liverpool supporter base is struggling with—the idea that you buy a player just have another player and have another option rather than you you wait to get the one that you really, really want um, and Benitez did a bit of that don't get me wrong but also he was quite happy to buy Hossamy sell Hossamy buy Kronkamp exactly. sell Cronkamp, buy Arbeloa and end up with Arbeloa and Arbeloa is a gamble one which pays off but Arbeloa might just have been a lad who was good enough for Deportivo La Coruña and couldn't do it for Liverpool whereas he ended up doing it my only point is that Benitez was happy to take these very small incremental steps whereas the current Liverpool manager feels as though that's not the case
0: he kind of wants the um, the final product without having any, I don't know, um, like you say, incremental steps really. And I, I I used to get a bit frustrated under Benitez in relation to that because I used to feel like we had such a turnover of players. It you never really knew what the squad was going to be from one season to the next. And um, although you can say it, you know maybe it was successful in one sense, we actually never won. Many trophies, either under Benitez, so you can't really turn around and say that it. But there
1: was constant was Champions
0: right League qualification. There was constant <coughs> Champions League qualification, but then it was probably also in an era where there was only maybe four, a, a push, five sides who were capable of getting in the Champions League, mm. and I think that that's changed now. You know, Tottenham are constantly up there now. Um, you've got even Everton that are working their way up there. You've got United, City, who were never there under Benitez, you know, so. I think the goalposts have changed slightly as well. My,
1: my, my position on this one, Paul, is that it was harder, and I still stand by this. I think it's harder for Benitez to have won a league. Easy to finish in the top. Easier to finish in the top yeah, four. Whereas I think, yet. I yeah. think, given the way in which this league is at the minute with the way this 6 sides battle out, it's 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 it, it feels as though you haven't got to be quite as perfect as Benitez would have had to be to get to the top four. But the other thing on this is is that the other thing is that it's very much this manager who's who's, who's calling these shots and deciding that it is who we wants. Unlike, for instance, Rodgers, you felt like he was slightly buffeted by events and forces mm-hmm. and. You know, in all of this as well, there's then the the stuff around the new CEO to throw in as well and it's not clear what sort of football involvement he'll have. But it becomes and the more and I think the reason why the talk of it starting early and there's look backs to last summer, is it's becoming clearer and clearer how big a summer it's gonna be.
2: Yeah, and I th- this, this uh this maybe comes from the fact that the season apart apart from the qualifying for the Champions League bit is, is all but over. So you do you do look to how you how you get back into winning Trophies and stuff. Liverpool will have a trophy-less season this this season, and um, it's not it's not what anybody wants. Um, so yeah, the, the focus shifts the minute you feel like you're completely out of the league campaign. We're <laughs> completely out of the league campaign now, so we are we are looking at the summer. I think are we not guilty saying every summer's a big uh, the big summer? Um, we we and, are, but
1: I think it is for everyone. And I think it, that this is the problem now is that they're all they all feel it's significant the competitive
2: nature of the league, I suppose, but also. The fact that I think we've got it wrong on, on a number of occasions. I mean, Liverpool should have should not have made a profit last summer. I mean, if if they have money there to spend... you see in the flaws in that now. Don't get me wrong. I understand it's not as easy as going. We should have just bought more lads. That That's not... But this is
1: back to the fact that he wants to buy the lads he wants to buy and he's not prepared to compromise, surely.
2: Yeah, but maybe the... the Okay, he wanted a 10 out of 10 lads But the 8 out of 10 lad might have come in handy this season
1: I don't disagree with you But what I'm saying is To me, this feels from where I'm sat Like this is the Liverpool manager who wants He wants his lads Or he wants the ones he wants Or I'll, I'll make it work somehow
2: Well, <coughs> I'd, I'd argue with him that maybe he hasn't made it work I mean, he's been crying out for the 8 out of 10 lads A reference a moment ago At Sunderland on January the 2nd So, he may be, if he can't get you what you want again this summer You can't go and play Kev Stewart in, in the Premier League this this time next season, I'm sorry, it can't happen. Um, he he there's compromises in anything. I'm who says money wasn't a compromise to Dembélé? It's it's worked. Um, so you you have you have got a compromise. It's not it's not that straightforward. I understand, but surely if you know we did um, in the summer, we did some shows where we had lists of players Liverpool have been linked with, and if you didn't get A, you got B. You know, surely Liverpool have got. First choice Second choice And third choice You might not be able To get any of them And then you don't want To go down to your Fourth choice But you've got to be Suitably prepared To not get your First choice
1: Okay, uh, this is the Unfield Up on Radio City I just I want to give a shout out to Woodland, Woodlands Hospice, uh, who provides specialist palliative care for people with cancer and other life-limiting uh, illnesses and with complex needs. Uh, they have to raise £2,740 a day to provide those services free of charge, and they're doing a bunny run at uh, Croxteth Hall and, and Country Park on the 9th of April, www.bunnyrun.org or 01515292640. Uh, that's what they're up to at the moment. and They've got lots and lots of different stuff coming up. You can keep your eyes, but this is the thing that's closest to the time, uh, so asked me to give it a shout out and so there you have it uh, after the break we're going to have a chat about Arsenal and whether or not they should jump into the post venger ravine uh, back in a second it's the White Stripes Seven Nation Army before the break we were talking about Liverpool and how Liverpool can begin to get concerned they can get stuck in the waves and all that sort of stuff Paul Senior but Arsenal this weekend's visitors are absolutely fascinating for this uh, it's I was speaking to Sam Walker on um, on 5050 Football our new uh, thing that's come out that people can listen to for free 5050football.com uh, and one of the things that he was saying is how difficult this situation has now become for Arsenal because of how plugged into the entire club Wenger is. Like he was, uh, Sam was telling us a story, which is really worth listening to, about how Wenger basically oversees which bits of the floodlights get fixed. Someone said, I've spoken to Mr. Wenger. And you're like, wow, about the floodlights yeah. on the outside of the ground. And it's so hard to imagine that club without him now because he's so plugged in.
2: Yeah, I mean it's 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 unique in football now since since Ferguson's gone really that so there's a manager knocking around with that much uh what's the word you know that that longevity I suppose in in the club and yeah I suppose he He's probably there In an era where he did Deal with stuff like Floodlights and mm. Stuff you know you're know, Shankley's dealing with Almost don't get me wrong He hasn't been that, that, that long but He has he's been
1: longer Than Shankly he, Significantly longer Than Shankly No I, I mean Since then yeah, yeah. Yeah, But it's, but it, yeah. not, but it's <laughs> worth But it is worth Pointing out Shankly does uh, You know Shankly finishes In 74 um, You know Shankly's Wenger's now been At Arsenal since 1998 I think it's 1998 So that's about to get on For 20 years You know that is Such a long time To have been at one club he's done 20
2: Years actually didn't even yeah. he, he won the title ninety seven I think. Sorry, yeah, um, you're right. Um, so yeah, he's been he's been there over, over twenty years, and yeah, uh, there's there's probably not not many managers who will have been overseeing little bits of the job like that that are still in the game now. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't imagine an Arsenal without Arsene Wenger. He's like part of the brand of of Arsenal. The ground move he was. Involved and it'd be it'd be weird seeing them without. But I suppose, you know, you look at what what happened with Man United, I th- and I think it's absolutely how it may go for Arsenal. You know, they finish fourth quite regularly, unless they can get a manager who really hits the ground running. They may have to take a little bit of short term pain for long term gain. I think, you know, in the, in any job whether you're doing bar work, whether you're doing accountancy, whatever, the same voice can can grind on you a little bit. I mean, you look at. Charlton with Alan Kerbishley, for example mm. what what a, what a job he was doing there and just runs out of steam Moiser, Moiser Everton I suppose is, is true, they get that well, I mean Everton may be the other way they get, they get a bit of a, a bump from Martinez originally coming in, don't do that fresh voice with a decent squad and they can go on to better things I, I think it may, because he's so ingrained in Arsenal it may go the other way where they do, they, they do drop out of what is a very competitive Chase for top four At the moment Have a little bit of pain But they may push on So say they got The, the fella from Dortmund To shell Or Simeone Became available Or, or whatever I think that, I think we've seen it With Klopp as well There's a, there's a finding out period but I don't. Sorry, I was gonna say I don't see a, a natural contender f- uh, for that job in the Premier League.
1: Well, I, I think in general that job. You know, the more you think about it, Philip, it feels like three jobs, possibly even four. You know what I mean? And this is this is where it's going to be so difficult for them. I think even and and even then, there's still every chance he doesn't go this summer that he decides he wants to keep being Arsenal manager. That he's that he gets them back into the top four. None of this is unreasonable. There's every mm-hmm. chance this happens, but the end then when it when it comes it gets locked further and further in and it'll become even more and more of a profound impact it'll have on yeah. the whole football club
0: i think the best thing that arsenal can probably do is i would i would say keep him for another year or two years but i would demand from him that he has somebody beneath him who is kind of like coaching as to his ways because i think otherwise it's going to be too much of a change you're going to have somebody coming in who's going to want to pretty much change an awful lot of what he's he's doing or done at the club, um, you know they have they have been relatively successful um, under Wenger and all right they've you know they haven't won the league in I don't know how many years now but you know to, you take for granted sometimes finishing in the top four and I think that was something that we kind of took for granted a little bit under Benitez and I I think that if and when Wenger does go. They will struggle to finish in that top four, and they, they may then see what value they had in finishing in the top four I every see, season.
2: For, for me, I think he he wouldn't be Arsenal manager for me now this season after last. Um, how this Arsenal side that that was always Arsenal a young side. Well, this Arsenal side have been together a long time yeah. now. How that Arsenal side never put up more of a fight with Leicester last season. Okay, whatever happens this year, we've got a we've got a runaway leader this year. That happens in football. And don't get me wrong, Leicester were a bit of a runaway leader last year, but Arsenal should have been pushing them all the way. And I know Arsenal finished second in the end last season, but they were never in the title race. Where they, I mean,
0: they were top early. They on, get that they? mad
1: win over Leicester, the last minute winner, and you think, oh, hello, yeah.
0: hello,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly, and and, and he a bit And I, I mean. If this was a, if this was a club that has had a manager for two years, you go, well, that can happen. But it's it's a characteristic of this manager's side. Yeah. people have come and gone, and they don't get me wrong. He went a season unbeaten. So, with the right people, that wouldn't happen. But what a side he did have then as well. I mean, from this side, this young Arsenal side that has now turned. You know, Ramsey's not young anymore. Walcott's not young anymore. This like these lads have been together a long time. For this to be a, a a constant theme with them, almost per, perennial bottlers is maybe yeah. is maybe uh, I was put it. They must be so frustrating, so frustrating. And all you have for want for your football club is to push on. So if you're a side that's sixth in the league and you start finishing fourth, that's great. Arsenal have been in the top four or or in the Champions League spaces for twenty years. They're not they're not bothered. That 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 is everyday stuff for them. They're not pushing on. They, they,
1: but if you if you let them go, there's every chance you go backwards.
2: But you may go backwards and then go forward long term that it, there's no easy answer to this no that's, that's why it's so interesting he's, he's such a safe pair of hands uh, and also for every player, but every,
1: every player's every player's future, uh, Philippe You know, it's it's it will suddenly be up for grabs because they're very much all Arsenal Wenger's Arsenal players. Every single one of them, I think, will be you know even the what to the, to the very very best, the highest paid, right the way down to Jenkinson will suddenly find themselves in this situation where it will be what's the next fellow going to make of me because it's been so long and they've been so used to to working with him. And as Paul says, a lot of them actually have been there for a while. There aren't that many sort of that many big moves and shakes that that, that Wenger makes and a lot of the plays he buys, you see them come to fruition 18 months two years later like for instance happened with Bellarin.
0: yeah um, there's just so many question marks I mean even like over the likes <laughs> of Jacare they signed in the summer you know his his disciplinary record is really yeah. questionable and you know you've really got to look throughout the whole of the Arsenal side you you don't see a really strong spine there you know you, you see decent players you see players who won the day they can destroy anybody but <sighs> you know, when they're up against it like they have been recently, you know, you, you don't see any vices in there and you know, the side that Wenger took over, um, you know they had the Bolts, the Adams, you know all all these that had it ingrained in them that you fight till the death you know, you don't give up on, on those three points easily and it just seems a lot of these players heads go up very, very quickly Um I just, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know what's going to happen if Fenger stays, to be honest, because I, I, I can't see how the likes of Sanchez and even Herzl stay this summer.
1: Okay, uh, we'll talk more about Arsenal Uh, after the news which is coming up for you right now. Before then I just want to mention the Just Giving page has been set up by Diane Lynn. Uh, If you Google Just Giving and Diane Lynn you find it. I've just done that myself Uh, to do with the fact that five bereaved Hillsborough families uh, have been asked to pay the the, the costs of David Crompton. Uh, It's all explained on the page. So if you Google Just Giving and Diane Lynn, uh, if you want to contribute to that they're trying to raise £28,000. You can see that there. This is the Anfield Wrap on Radio City Talk and we will be back uh, after the news with Talk of Arsenal with Sean Rogers and then I've got a question from Sean, for Paul and Philippa Let's see what they say It is the Anfield Rap on Radio City Talk Neil Atkinson And now Joined by Sean Rogers To talk about the forthcoming game Against Arsenal We talk, review the games With Sean every single week uh, And now we're starting to Preview them here on City Talk And the big positive First and foremost With this Arsenal game At the weekend, Sean Is that it's highly unlikely uh, Wenger's going to get sacked Before kickoff. (laughs) (laughs) After last week
3: (laughs) Never say never at the moment The (sighs) We're right back to where we were After Hull, aren't we, really? Where I just don't know how many times we can keep going back to the well where I think both the management team and the players should be really confident because of our record in, in these kind of games and particularly the reference point to Tottenham is still in recent memory but we keep having to go back to the well and use those reserves after, after having a knockout blow last time out and my hope is that just with this weekend's game in mind is like you say, hopefully Wenger doesn't get sacked um, and then following on from that Think well and Barcelona don't a point club <laughs> and then as long as those two things don't happen, I just hope that the management and the players can still gain the same sort of confidence, have the same sort of reaction that we had in that Tottenham game. And I, th- I you know, we say it a lot of the time, but I really think a fast start for Liverpool is so so important. Oh. I think that f- if they start well first ten, it might just banish some memories of of of, of the last game.
1: But also on Arsenal, what I think's really interesting is this this record Arsenal have got away at the top six for for you know for for a good sort of three or four years and I actually believe one of the one of the core issues with that not least because the manager himself referenced it the following season is what Liverpool did to them in 2014 with the fast start that Liverpool absolutely in many centres just completely broke Arsenal that day they were were eight points clear of Liverpool at the top of the table and they turned up to Anfield and they were you know, for if they'd have gone in ten nil down at half time, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been yeah. unfair on the way in which the first half had played out, and then the second half just became everyone just trying to see the game out and coasting. And... I do sort of think that's the you know, Liverpool are obviously scarred by the results they've had against Leicester and all this, but I think that since then, wherever they've gone, Arsenal have acted scarred by this sort of stuff. And especially at Anfield, that whilst they've had decent enough results, they've been very much they've been quite conservative Arsenal performances I've noticed. It's only really last season when they go two down to the Firmino goals that they, they kick into life because the worst's happened again. You know, it's they've been very, very scared Arsenal of Anfield since. Yeah, in in
3: not Rogers' last season that ended in the October, but in his last full season. Um, I think we drew 2-2 that night, and I think that was when... Uh, that was, I think might have been the first time Rogers had played his three at the back. his sort of 3-4-2-1. He'd done, done it against United,
1: week. and then played it, and yeah. this was
3: the first home game Yeah, yeah And Wenger referenced that afterwards, and I remember quite rightly what you're saying. He referenced 2014, and I was thinking... I'd even forgotten about that in the context of this fixture and you're referencing it it just exactly backs up what you're saying about how scarred they are. I think that's why a fast start is just so important because I think if Arsenal can have a good first 10-15-20 I think they're going into the game not quite sure what Liverpool's going to turn up and if they start well... They they will gain confidence from that anyway and think that the negative Liverpool's turned up for want of a better phrase. Whereas I think if we can get out the traps just like we did against Tottenham, it's it's not usual for us to start fast under on the, under on the Jurgen. But I thought against Tottenham. it you know, if you just said to me before the game we're going to win starting I really don't know. And if you just said to me at minute five or six, I would have said we're long odds on to win this game today, e- even based at nil-nil. And I, th- I think it's just so imperative that will, uh, the, the players start fast because I think that would signify that they've got that belief and that confidence to go into this game. I think Arsenal helps massively, <laughs> the way that they play. Arsenal's just reputation, the record in these games. You know, if it was, if it was Chelsea or Manchester United... That that would not of of the big games we could have that wouldn't suit us. You know, a city or an Arsenal, um, would suit us, and of the options we've got, Arsenal would suit best. So, uh, it's we said it. I got Leicester to a certain extent. The first twenty minutes was crucial.
1: I think it's so vital this this weekend. There's you mentioned their Arsenal. There's the, the, they should be welcoming back Kershelny, um, which will be important for them. Ramsey uh, is talked that he's going to be in the shake up. Uh, it's interesting that there's talk that Giroud's going to be fit. I mean, one of the it, it, this season when he goes to Munich, for an example, you know, Wenger's very much committed in certain games, and when he feels that he needs them to play well to Sanchez up top. Yeah, but if you're if you are Wenger this week, you surely, surely start Giroud. I would be. I'd be looking to start Giroud.
3: Yes, it will depend on how he wants to set up. I think, and normally Wenger doesn't change. He's, he's, he's and maybe who knows? We'll, we'll find out over time with Jurgen as to where he's at. Not necessarily his system and his formation. More, you know, do you want to defend deep, part the bus, counter attack, or do you want to try and dominate the ball? And normally Wenger just wants to be as good as he can be, and I, and have Arsenal be as good as they can be, and say we're going to be the best team on the day. I would say, like you, it would make perfect sense for him to play Giroud, but. If he's looking at the Leicester game and say Vardy is an example and if he thinks Arsenal are going to be able to break at pace and if he thinks that Arsenal are going to have a decent foothold in the game and play through the lines then he may well see the justification in going with Sanchez. If he thinks, do you know what, Giroud can expose a couple of weaknesses in this livable team and he's an out left for us, he'll hold the ball up. If we are under any bit of pressure, particularly first 20, there's a way out there's an argument for that and I think again who he picks up there hindsight will probably say different but right now wouldn't be too critical because he's not got a crystal ball and, and it depends how he envisages the game going both good and bad and I suppose if he's looking at it in a really positive frame of life I think he's going to go Sanchez I was surprised in Munich that he didn't go with Giroud
1: I, um, was very, I was very game. surprised, especially, I mean, again, it's with the benefits of hindsight, but I was very surprised indeed that yeah. he doing in that game. Totally, so you never know. He, he may have been on the way home going,
3: would it have changed things completely? Probably not. But if I could have my time again, maybe i do that. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. There's a couple of little selection poses for him. I think probably the most important thing for him to decide, which we all presume he's not going to but it's still possible that he might just tweak things a little bit Wenger um, because I think the way that he normally plays you look at what Tottenham did Wenger and his team will have watched that very very intensely and that could if Liverpool are on a good day they could play in our hands and potentially could take a bit of a beating as mad as that sounds sat here after, after Monday night if, if Arsenal come and play in that similar kind of way they normally do if we're on it we could tear them apart so I wouldn't be totally shocked if we see something a little bit even if it's just for spells of the game and we said this about Tottenham like what are they going to do first 20 are they going to look to go on the front foot and see Liverpool as a wounded animal or are they going to kill the game first 20 take the sting out of it and then we become we become our arsenal yeah. as and when we need to um, Klopp hasn't really got any options for me I, th- I, th- I think what Jürgen Jürgen doesn't have any options because of the game and because of our record in these fixtures and because of Tottenham with Henderson being out it's whether the replacements Probably made else. the centre are yeah. I'm
1: intrigued by Henderson because for instance I think we all thought Henderson wouldn't make United yeah. as an example and then he clearly plays against United and he doesn't look great walking off the pitch at the end of the game against United and then I think he still gets the week off and he still doesn't look great the following week against Swansea you know you wonder the extent to which he was patched up to make the United game and I, I just wonder if there might be if ever there's a time to be pulling your captain in and saying whatever you can give me it could, oh, well, be, it could well be this one I'm sure every injection that's legal
3: uh, will stress legal yeah. uh, is, and every specialist is looking at Henderson right now and, and if there's something that comes out on Monday night I'm still stunned at people who um, can't accept especially after what we witnessed Monday night that Jordan Henderson shouldn't be playing in that yeah art oh, of the liverpool midfield uh, not just because of what he delivers everything to be honest it, you know leadership is something obvious, often discussed with this liverpool side but even to the extent someone in the referee's here someone just barking at a few players someone someone has that reference point on there he's one of the very few i think that we've got when things are going wrong i think when things are going well for this liverpool team all of a sudden there's a few more senior pros for me than when th- things are
1: going off I, the rails. On that, I just 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 quick on that because it is something people are talking about the I minute. Mean, one of the things I think is difficult, and I've seen I've seen you know I've seen two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. Steve Gerrard struggle with it is when I think it's hard to be do the senior pro stuff if you're not playing well. If you're conscious that you're not playing well So for instance I wouldn't bother Keane or
3: Sooness, But when you're a bit of a Well it sounds bad When you're a bit of a nicer person Shall we say A bit softer person I think you feel quite rightly How can I criticise Neil If I'm not delivering Yeah Uh, That doesn't sit with me right Whereas if I'm Absolutely spot on then yeah, you know, you know, there's nothing you can come back to me with. You can't... Now, Sooners and Keane wouldn't care if you turn around... Well, you no. wouldn't dare for a start <laughs> for fear of what goes on in the dressing room. But, you you know, you, you wouldn't turn around to Sooners and Keane and dare say anything back regards how they were playing. They didn't care. What well, They would just go, What well, right is right. Yeah. And you're wrong. and and I've got to sort this out right now.
1: And I think that's why it looks like there's more senior pros when they're playing well. I think that's the reason why is because they all know we're on it. You know, you look at that front five the other night and the front five, and John Gibbons was right to reference this on the other show, you know, the front five... They were just having very very bad games on top of everything else, whether or not it was the right selection, whether or, every aspect of it. But they were all just having very very bad games. So Lolana at times looks like a senior pro, but it's very difficult for Lolana to turn around and ball someone out when, when he's kicking it out to touch. Yeah, and I, I I I can see why that's difficult. But with Henderson, he seems to be. You know, he's firstly he doesn't look like he's got an absolute nightmarish floor in him. Uh, like he, he doesn't look like he's going to have a five or four. He might have a six, but he doesn't look like he's going to have a four or a five. I think that helps. But also, I think that there's there is the He's also got the armband He's got the seniority He's got the ability to sort of turn around and go I don't care what you think of me That's just not good enough Yeah,
3: I think since Burnley What he's done very well this season Is um, He can have a bad 10 And he can make What looks like it might become a bad performance Into an okay one Exactly, yeah And and, and, and he knows and, and I think Stevie got this eventually um, I think it took Alonso quite a while to do this actually is that, is that if you're just not quite having your A game if, if, if the hard passes aren't quite coming off if, if the hard touches aren't quite coming off if the one touch passing isn't working it's alright to be okay We don't have to be the best Steven Gerrard, the best Jordan Henderson every single week. And they kind of go into, I will take them two touches, and I will just make the
1: easy pass. I'll have have five
3: minutes where nothing will go
1: wrong. Yeah, 100%. Things might not go as right as we'd like, but I'll have five minutes where nothing will go wrong. Yeah. That's something which a lot of players struggle with.
3: Yeah, 100%. I think there's a lot more maturity in Jordan's game, and I think that's why you can see. And also, I think he's getting used to being Liverpool captain. And I think, maybe I'm wrong, but I just think it's so obvious when he's missing, particularly when games aren't going well. Just what, now that's not to say that we don't lose games when Jordan's there and think there are yeah. problems but it doesn't help that we miss that and I think if there's a way of getting him, you know it, we obviously miss him a hell of a lot more than we miss Lovren and I know a lot of people talk about Lucas and things like that don't but if you gave me an option of who do I want available for that game do do you have Lucas with Henderson or do you have Lovren with Chad. well he could rejig the midfield in any way to be honest with you 100% I'm going to put Jordan Henderson in there right away Assuming they can't do that, I think his team picks itself. It will just be interesting if Henderson Does is. think he has to stick with Chan? I mean, me, per, me. I mean, I, I'm quite a fan of Emory Chan. I don't think he played as badly the other night as, as what people thought. But I haven't watched the game back, and and I was in the ground, and you know, all those caveats to be honest. He had a good second
1: half. He had an all right second half. Do you know
3: what? I, I said this on the review show, and and something that I think is important is um, one of my favourite quotes was I think Doug Livermore joined Liverpool as a scout and asked Fagan. Um, or vice versa, what you're looking for in a Liverpool play, and he rattled off a load of skills and a load of techniques and things. Like this. and not this isn't the quote, but the, the gist of what Fagan said, which I think is brilliant. Actually, is no, you know, playing for Liverpool when you're three and all up at home is easy. There's anyone can do that. So what I want to know is when you're one 0 down away from home and, and things aren't going right, you know th- that's where league titles are turned. That's we need winners, and winners just win and it's horrible but they just find a way to win they just however I get off this pitch with a win you get that in boxing a lot and and you just get boxers who even if it, they're against an opponent doesn't suit their style and, and they're not doing that well and they can be down on points they just get over the line they just find that way and you can kind of think back to those great Liverpool teams now and go do you know what if that's one of the things you're talking about in opposition not just like the technique and how good they are and things like if you're looking for that kind of mindset and then when you think of them old Liverpool dressing rooms that does make a, a lot of. Sense and I thought in the second half on Monday night, um, I thought Coutinho, Wijnaldum, and Chan, without hitting anywhere near the heights that they can. I thought second half they showed exactly the kind of attitude, uh, and it was a great shame that most of the others didn't show their attitude, um, and and not necessarily in this in the skill and value of their performance. I actually thought attitude wise was fantastic. I'm quite a Chan fan. What I would say though is, in this game with things how they are at the moment, I'd be really tempted to play Wijnaldum in front of the back four. I thought some of his recoveries for us the other night because of the way the game—if we'd have won that game—I think people would be talking about them a lot more. He made some massive ground at times to really help out the back four or oh, the back three, sorry, as it was. Um, I thought he was nice and tidy in there. Um, it was interesting. I don't know how it came across on TV. Jurgen seemed to be quite frustrated with his positioning, and, and I think he wanted to nip the game a bit more and switch the news Wijnaldum to switch the play, we were kind of using Coutinho, um, but it was interesting it, 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 it's obviously something I think that Jürgen's got in his mind from the way he was behaving in the technical area I mean, I don't know about you, I, I'd be quite tempted in this game to, to put Wijnaldum in the six if you want to call it that, and then I would, I'd play Lalana in front and then the big, It depends on how confident you feel, you've got a big call to make now me, I'm sort of a glass half full guy, I'd put Coutinho in there Especially, you saw second half on Monday night, the difference of having Coutinho 15 metres inside, um, and Coutinho being in them central areas, all of a sudden a completely different
1: prospect. Okay, I'm going to find out what everyone else thinks. Thanks to Sean. Uh, Let's get back over to Philippa, Paul and Jay. So, what are you doing in centre midfield, uh, Paul Senior? What would you do in Henderson's absence? It's been confirmed he's not going to make it through today. Uh, was talking there to Sean yesterday about whether or not he might be able to get him through with with some form of injection because he very much got him on the pitch at Old Trafford. But it seems as though that's now being ruled out. Paul, um, what would you be doing? It's
2: a shame, isn't it? Because um, he's been he's been so good at, at, in these big home wins we've had and quite an away wins at the at the bigger side so far this season. So, what would you do? The, the question is, I suppose, Coutinho scored in in against Leicester in the week, so he finally broke that sort of what is a twelve game duck. yeah. Uh, first and twelve. First and twelve. So I I I'd naturally thought maybe dropped him a bit deeper because he's not influencing the the front line as much. I, I don't know whether um Arriqui might be a move and to to drop Wijnaldum in. Um, What's what Sturridge's fitness looking like?
1: Storage is out. Is he? Sturridge confirmed up early today in the press conference. I
2: mean, Chan, Chan wasn't appalling at Leicester in a in a game where there was appalling footballs, <coughs> and I'm I'm a huge critic of his. Um, I, I I don't really like Chan and Willaldam together. Um, so I, I think for a bit of fluidity that you want at home, I probably drop Coutinho in and maybe go with a Regi. But that means moving for me. You know, it, it's, it's a difficult one. Philippa?
0: I'm changing formation.
2: <laughs> so, I'm,
1: I'm clear about this, because you can make an argument to change formation, but you're changing formation from the formation that has, in the record this season, against top sides, that has yet to, yet to lose a game of football and has won more than more than it's drawn.
0: But have we had Henderson in any of those games? Or been without Henderson, rather?
1: And that's a perfectly valid point. So,
0: <laughs> I... I'm a bit sick recently as well, levels just keep crossing in the ball, so um, I want us to narrow it out a little bit and I'd try it with a diamond, so I'd play Chan in front of the back four um, and then I'd go with Winaldum and Lalana probably as the two just in front of that and then Coutinho off the- the bottom of well, it. Off for me so, no money. for me no money and play money more central.
1: <laughs> it's not a million miles away from what we do. That don't like if you write the four three three down when they, when they all cut loose. They, they, I mean that you're not to me there. You're not really putting together some sort of profound plan that changes everything. You're, p- you're picking quite literally the same footballers. The
0: same footballers, but changing changing the system basically. And then if it doesn't work, you can say right, okay, this isn't working. You know what you're doing previously in your other positions, and I, I'd I'd move them back. But I think. <laughs> I think we've got to try and do something to try and shake our opposition off because at the moment everybody seems to know exactly what we're going to do and they're able to stop us from doing it. And it's.
1: But do you think Arsenal are going to try and stop us from doing it? In the sense that Arsenal point, it's a
0: fair point. Um, That
1: Arsenal tend to. I mean, it's not to say that Wenger doesn't tweak it, but they tend to play the way Arsenal play. I'm not. I'm not expecting to turn up and put nine men behind the ball.
0: No, I'm not. But. I also look at our recent record against Arsenal and I think we've won one of our last nine games at Anfield and, you know, we we go toe-to-toe with them and it doesn't seem to get as many results, so it's just an option.
2: Yeah, uh, I, can, I can sort of see where Philip is going because if it's not working, you can re- revert back to tight with the same 11. Um, uh, he's got a lot of belief in Origi in big games. Didn't he? he threw him in Old Trafford, didn't he? Uh, I think Eriksen in quite really bad form um, you, you may need him if this Henderson injury persists um, Sturridge is pretty looks pretty much finished As a Liverpool player now, I'd say So it probably wouldn't be the worst idea in the world To see how he gets on that being said, I, I don't. If, if I'm, I'm actually saying what I think Klopp will do. I think he'll just play him. Well, but, if,
1: but also if it's your job, I mean, this is the thing here. We can we can chat around and and, and I'll try not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But we can chat around here. And he's but he's the man who's, who's got to make the decision, Paul. If you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. and he's got to be able to understand why he's made his decision. And I think that's the hard part is that he's got a group of players who, for instance, he can spend the week in training after he's tore a strip off them post Leicester. Had a look at himself. Everyone's had a look at themselves. But then he's going, lad. Do you know how to do this. This thing that's happened on Saturday when Arsenal come to Liverpool. You know how to. Do that you've been doing it all season, you beat them 4-3
2: Might be interesting, you know, from his, half, his half-time move the other day where, I mean I don't think, I haven't seen much said about it but maybe he brings Moreno back in, I thought Moreno did okay, and he could maybe move Milner back into the midfield mm. with Wijnaldum at the base you know, Wijnaldum and Milner as midfielders aren't poles apart but if, if Wijnaldum sits, which he's very capable of doing um, and Milner can sort of go in that Wijnaldum role where it's it's not a playmaker's role, but it's a bit. It's a bit of both. It's a bit of a box to box role, isn't it? So maybe, maybe that's a move. That's probably one I'd favour. I, I've only just thought about <laughs> it now, actually. Uh, on air. I, I, I also to, to the fact that I don't think Milne's having a, a, a great time at left back at the moment. I, I, I thought he did okay against Leicester. Um, I think we were talking about it there while we were watching it. That the, you know he was still six, seven out of ten despite. You know, it was, all the danger was going in behind and through the middle, wasn't it, with Vardy? So, um, you know, Milner's not really at the scene, of the scene of the crime for that. That wouldn't be the worst thing. He hasn't done it so far this season, and there's been a few opportunities for him to have done it. But, you know, what's he got to lose?
1: Well, the game of football. Well, yeah. Four, <laughs> but no, but what I mean by that is we're suddenly four points he, behind Arsenal, and they've got a game in hand, and we're having top four conversations. And we're saying at the start of the show how important it is that we finish in the top four so we can buy all these boss players if we then indeed do and got yeah. by the players what
2: have what, what you got to lose in terms of the fact that Alberto Moreno was our first choice left back all season last season came in at Palace did a decent job came on the other day looked alright for 20 minutes added a bit of much needed pace to a very one paced side the, the The best outlet we've got is the guy that's got raw pace you know Um So, adding a bit more of that against a side that's going to probably try and press as high isn't the worst thing in the world, and the fact that James Milner has played top-level football, won won championships, playing central midfield, or or playing in the midfield, and would probably play right side of a three-man midfield, where he's very capable. So, just because he's played left-back for six months this season doesn't make him a bad central midfielder still, so I think he could do... A decent job against an Arsenal side, which will I have? Some, will I have Zachar at the weekend? Will I? Is he? Uh, I think he's I'm, available. I think
1: he's he available. available. Yeah, he's available, but he's not. There's no. Uh, there's no. You, you, one of the Wenger problems is that you don't know what he's going to do because yeah. he's not. He's not settled on anything in that area of the pitch all season. I mean, the next thing that you want to see for the players, you want to see the individuals step up as well. That's been the general frustration throughout the season, and it. It was the thing that was there before the Spurs game was. These lads have got to sort themselves out. It, it's exactly the same again.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've not seen a proper performance from these lads. I mean, all right, we beat Tottenham, but, you know, that was more of a grinding out, kind of. It wasn't the fluid football we saw in the, you know, up until November. Um, And I I just want to see us click for a bit, you know, just get some of that snap back into our play and, you know... Like you said before, I mean maybe Arsenal's the right team to play at this moment because they're going to try and come at us. They're going to believe they can get a result. Um, You know, they're not going to stick to men behind the ball. But
2: (laughs) the the worst thing with Liverpool at the moment, and I think everyone knows this, is the fact that great against Tottenham, poor against Leicester. Wouldn't surprise me if we if we threw a couple past Arsenal. We're very capable of doing it at home. I, I don't mean that in a in an arrogant way, but it's just. The way this season's gone is Liverpool have took the most side, mo- most points off the top six. Um, we've looked a different side against the top, uh, the top six, especially f- for the last few months. When you know we've had, we've had poor results, and then we've bounced back. Beat Manchester City, for example. You go to Old yeah. Trafford, you get a point. We were all right. Um, the Arsenal, Tottenham at home, you can go and get three points. So this game wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if we, if we turned up and looked like the Liverpool side that was taken. Teams to pieces earlier on in the season. Very quick, at me a prediction. Uh, I, th- I think we'll win at, at, by, by at least two goals. Philippa, draw, draw. Okay, it's been the unfair
1: up this week. Thank you very much to Philippa, to Paul, and to Sean Rogers. Uh, back with more of this sort of thing next week.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.